0: Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider Featuring knowledge that makes a difference We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives And exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve Hello, good afternoon everyone Welcome to Lazada Insider Knowledge that makes a difference So today we have um, a very special guest with us today uh, I am a VP and Head of Corporate Sustainability at Lazada Group, and today is our second episode of the Sustainability Series, and we're very, very glad to invite Amvaya. She is um, the Service Line Leader at EPCORS Singapore, and today we're going to talk more about this topic, my favorite topic. So let's give a hand to Amvia.
1: Thanks, Janet. And good afternoon, everybody. And many thanks for having me here. I'm equally excited about, you know, uh, sustainability as a topic. Um, My name is Anwar, and I have been Working in the field of qualitative market research for close to twenty years now, I've been uh, working in Southeast Asia, uh, in fact, for ten years plus. And the work that I do is really regarding people understanding their behaviors, their mindsets, and then also seeing, you know, how is it that brands and marketers can can uh, make some initiatives to influence some of this behavior, uh, of course, to buy more of their brands, but also in the right directions when it comes to larger global issues and topics that are very dear to consumers' hearts.
0: Interesting, yeah. So this topic that you just write uh, talk about on consumers um, on the first of September, just two days ago, Lazada. We just had a brand future forum, and mm-hmm. we also had we're talking about you know consumer being at the heart of sustainability trend, and then understanding what that means, right? Because uh, besides the preference, then how does that translate into the actions uh, that consumers want and can take, right? And it leads us to very timely today, um, the topic about from intentions to actions and narrow the say-do gap in sustainability. That's really interesting, right? The, The the terms they do. So I want to give a little bit of a background before we dive um, uh, more into this interview with you. I heard about this very interesting research that you just recently did. And we know that this background in Southeast Asia, not just globally, but even in Within Southeast Asia region, we have also seen several of the consumer uh, good intentions being highlighted when it comes to sustainability and also like research that has a uh, question about uh, when it comes to behavioral changes. Mm-hmm. Um, the progress is sort of not matching with the intention that is being set state, by consumers themselves. So we are so curious today to uh, learn more from you, what you have found out about this gap between what consumers say and versus what they actually do with sustainability mm-hmm. actions and then what companies can do to facilitate this change, right? This gap. Um, so I want to just uh, first question to you, very, very <laughs> curious about your, your research. Um, we know that, I mean, right now, even in Singapore, we are still grasping with uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has really, you know, like helped all communities to kind of forge forward with a really heightened sense of we need to build back better. We need to think about long-term and sustainability has to be at the heart of recovery. in in digitalization as well, Uh, and more consumers are starting to recognize that this urgency of addressing environmental issues, however, in your study, you highlighted this gap, like we said earlier, right, with this uh, difference between the attitude and the actual retail activity. Mm. So tell us Mm. about this uh, conflict and
1: dilemma that you noticed. Sure, Janet. I think that's a, that's a very interesting dilemma, right? Um, and and you touched upon COVID and the pandemic, which I know that you know we we like to think that we are uh, going to be one day over with, but uh, but honestly, we're living with this when we think about sustainability as a topic, um, it's not as if consumers were not aware about sustainability, uh, you know, the impact that they have, their actions have on environment before the pandemic hit us. They were aware of this. However, with the pandemic, we have seen that a lot of people have become very reflective in their behavior, in the kind of choices that they are making. They have started to reflect on their actions when it comes to climate uh, climate change, or when it comes to environment around us, as well as starting to feel that, hey, I cannot no longer, I'm, I'm not an insular person, right? So we are connected uh, with this pandemic uh with, with global citizens uh, in an unfortunate world, but has started to also make us feel that the actions that I have today may not be confined to only my society or my neighborhood, it could have larger repercussions. Yeah. So the pandemic has brought about and accelerated this aspect about sustainability in terms of growing consciousness. From our global Ipsos survey and um, just referring to my notes so that I don't get the figures wrong as well, uh, we know that uh, 70% of people uh, say that they are more worried about the environment now than say what they were a year ago. Mm -hmm. And 72% agree that if they don't act now, they would really be failing the future generations, right? So what we learn from... Yeah, these are numbers. But what we learn from that is that people do have the mindset. They do have the intention to do something for the environment, to do something uh, about climate change and take steps towards sustainability. They're also conscious of the topics of sustainability and some of the aspects uh, that, that frame sustainability as well but they don't are they're not really acting always upon the upon the intentions that they have so mm. we have an intention action gap or a say versus do kind of a gap mm. for example in the global yes. survey we asked uh, people about their how much that they agree with certain things around sustainability, but have they tried products, right? So yeah. 43% people said it is important that there is minimal um, possible amount of packaging, but only 29% say that they have actually tried a product that has minimum amount of packaging. Yeah. In addition to that, 41% uh, think that it is important that packaging is of recyclable material, but only 26% actually have bought a product which has packaging of recyclable material, right? So with the gaps in this number between 43% from, uh, agree for a minimum amount of packaging, but 29% actually purchase a product. We know that there is a clear gap between what they are saying that they would like to do versus actually what they are following through when it comes to retail activity.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's very interesting, right? We're, we're seeing the gap it's, it's quite large itself. Yes. So help me understand, yeah, what are the challenges or the barriers that's holding back consumers who have showed such strong intent mm-hmm. but not translating into their
1: behavior? Yeah, so uh, this is a this is a question that we asked ourselves as well, right? So why does this kind of dilemma exist? So before yes. I, I go into sustainability, and I'll talk about an example which I think all of us can relate well to, uh, mm-hmm. which is around health, right? We all say things that we know that we should be saying which are right. So all of us will say we must take 10,000 steps a day right yes. some of us will say yes i take 10000 steps a day and i've and some of us will plan our routines around it but for how many of us will our smart watches our fitbits actually track those 10000 steps a day right mm-hmm. so a yeah. lot of times we know that it's not as if people want to be untrue to themselves or people are always posing and saying things that are right It is just that at some level, people do not have the enabling actions. Uh, that are necessary to actually facilitate this behavior change uh, to overcome some of these barriers and then close that gap between say versus do right so in Mm -hmm. the case of 10,000 steps it could be that somebody is getting you know what are the rewards that I'm seeing so if I see 10,000 8,000 steps means 100 calories gone perhaps that is what they need to, to look at that. So these are some of the enabling actions around sustainability, around environment friendliness that people are lacking currently, which is why there is like a say versus to kind of gap that exists.
0: Mm, right, interesting. So like in this case, I'm hearing that you know, like there there will be intermediaries that you know it, it seems like much needed. To help with the enabling action. And this brings me to um, the next point, because our audience here today, uh, many of them are brands uh, and sellers and businesses that are on our platform or interested in e-commerce. Um, do you see how do you see they play a role in reducing or even effectively removing such kind of barriers for consumers mm-hmm. to take green actions?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, before I answer the question yes. around brands as well, I think one of the things that brands need to look at is really about first understanding What does sustainability mean to people? Because, you know, as marketeers, we know that it can mean from reducing plastics to looking at uh, sourcing ingredients uh, to reducing the emission when it comes to processing production, as well as transportation from the factories uh, to actually the markets. However, for consumers, it could mean perhaps only one thing. Uh, And when people say that I am buying a brand that is sustainable, it could be because they really think that that entire process is uh, environmentally friendly, or they could just be focusing on only one of the actions, which is really around, okay, it does not have plastic packaging, right? So for marketers, I think it is important to know uh, what, is the consumer's understanding around sustainability. It -hmm. is also important because there is also a believe-true dilemma that is at play when it comes to uh, the barriers or the impact that people feel that certain actions towards sustainability have, right? Uh, This believe-true dilemma really means that I may believe that a certain action has a far greater impact than it actually has because that particular action I see to be tangible. It is, you know, within my context of things uh, that are there, right? So, again, taking the example of 10,000 steps a day, I may believe that taking 10,000 steps a day has far greater impact when it comes to weight reduction. Um, but in reality, what is true is that your breakfast every day has could have uh, could mean you know that you're losing more calories rather than the ten thousand steps. So yeah. even within that, I think when it comes to sustainability, mm-hmm. the belief true dilemma will hold true because people may think that when they go to a supermarket and if they do not ask for a plastic bag, you know they are playing a significant part. In helping the environment, in being sustainable, mm-hmm. when in yes. reality, if they don't take their car to the supermarket, that is what is going to have a greater impact, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is important for marketers and mm-hmm. um, and brands to know, um, and the and one of the ways to know this is really to look at what are the behavioral forces at play, uh, that can influence people's behaviors mm-hmm. as well as their mindset. Um, And those can be internal as well as external uh, forces of influence. And, of course, the interplay between the internal and the external forces as well.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very interesting, Like when you talk about um, people thinking, right, perception-wise. They think that, oh, if I don't ask for a plastic bag at the shopping counter, I'm doing a huge... Uh, action and it contributes a lot significantly to climate action, but reality uh, in terms of impact is not actually not that great. And this brings me to uh, actually a research uh, piece that has been going on for a while, highlighting about uh, the climate confusion that uh, is going on with a lot of consumers and people today, uh, largely because of the definition like that you mentioned, right? Like, how do people understand? what is sustainability and mm. what are the practical uh, steps that are actually effective, um, mm. like not having plastic straws versus mm. not driving. Mm. Um, mm. A lot of people would choose not using plastic straws, but actually if they don't take a private car and do a public transport, like you mentioned, it's, it's far more greater in reducing mm. carbon impact. Very interesting. And then now um, I want to dive a little bit uh, deeper into what you mentioned about uh, what's intrinsic and what is the external factors. Mm-hmm. right? Tell us a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, So um, at Ipsos, uh, you know, th- there are several behavioral frameworks uh, at right. play and yeah. a lot of people will know about it. At mm. Ipsos, we have our own framework uh, that we've showcased in the paper as well. It's called mm. the MAPS framework. Uh, the, there are double P's in it and I'll talk about what it means. Um, right. And the MAPS framework is deep rooted in academics um, and, and that kind. And we use this framework to decode a lot of consumer behavior and Mm. also advise brands on what are the interventions that are necessary For long term behavior change, right? Because Mm -hmm. you can say that you make a particular change and you can choose to, let's say, reward a consumer for not taking, for uh, not uh, buying a plastic bag that's there. But at the same time, you need to make sure that each time that the consumer goes to the supermarket, they're saying no to the plastic bag and carrying their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the MAPS framework is M really stands for motivation. Whether I feel like doing something for the environment or not, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And what are my, what are my inherent interests in that? Ability stands for, do I feel that I have the required knowledge and the required skills to really decode what is sustainability? And like Janet, you talked about this climate change report with different ideas. Now, do I feel that I'm capable to figure out what my actions need to be for climate change? And Mm. taking a step back, how do I even define climate change and the impact that it has on sustainability? So ability is really about whether the consumer has the know-how or not. P stands for processing, which is really about, even if I have the information that is needed, how do I make these choices? And that's where the believe-true kind of dilemma sort of holds true over there. The other P in the MAPS framework stands for physical context, which is really about, you know, is my physical environment enabling me to take these actions or not? A very simple example would be, you know, uh, consumers might want to refill packs for their favorite brands because they don't want to use the plastic bottle. But hey, when we go to the markets, we actually don't see refill packs that are there, right? So you end up buying that. So your physical context is not enabling you to actually follow through on your intention, which is Mm -hmm. to reduce plastic, right? Right. And uh, the S is for social context, which Mm really talks about your peer group uh, or your society, Mm -hmm. whether they are pro-sustainability and therefore you don't start to think you know nobody every you don't you you don't want people to think that oh I'm the only one you know taking actions and around me people are not so whether your peer group whether your society is pro-sustainability maybe they're indifferent to sustainability or maybe even they're anti-sustainability they're like okay all this doesn't really matter I'm just going to choose what I'm going to choose right Mm -hmm. so the MAPS framework really talks about intrinsic Uh, behaviour intrinsic factors at play, as well as what people draw from external environment, which is socio-economic, cultural, and those kind of forces.
0: Thank you so much for sharing us about MAP and uh, from your latest research. And uh, we're very shortly going to talk more about uh, how we can apply MAPs. Into businesses, and we'll keep that for part two. I would, I would love to invite you again. So, to all our brands, uh, audience, our Lazara Insider audience, I would like to just do a quick recap about what we learned today from Anvia about behavioral change, the MAPS concept. So, first, we need M. The first M stands for motivation. Do I want to do it? Second, A, ability. Am I able to do it? Third, processing, P. How do we think about it? And the physical, the next P, physical, Does the context encourages us to do it. And finally, the S, social, what are other people doing about it? And this gives us the maps. Um, are you curious how this can be applied and what are some brands and some examples that have already leveraged on this um, to trigger off successful consumer behavior change in green actions? Stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you, everybody. This is Azana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care.
1: La Zana